Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. So welcome to another episode of People With Purpose. Uh, today I'm joined by Yvette Wern, who is a life coach uh, and an all into mind power and helping people to, I guess, pull out the power of the mind, uh, put it into their heart and put it into action. So Yvette, it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, David. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it's just an honour and I'm excited just to share. Lovely, lovely. Well, so maybe to start off by telling us where you're calling from and a bit about what you're working on at the moment. So I'm calling from um, Johannesburg in South Africa. Um, it's our winter, as I just said a short while ago, we're in the middle of, of winter, but it's a beautiful summer's, a beautiful winter's day. And um, working on, we've just come back from Arizona. Um Getting into when COVID hits, um, a lot of our stuff was all uh, live. Uh, we then went online and that has opened us up to infiltrate a global market. So um, the States as well as the UK has been on our map um, to, to get into these areas and, and just share a bit more about mind power, um, share the, the, the program and, and what it can do for people. Okay, cool. And so when you say our, is it, who, who are you talking about when you say our? <laughs> so um, I work for a, a, a gentleman by the name of Robin Banks. Okay. Um, I'm actually his business manager, but I'm also the head coach. And um, Robin teaches the Mind Power program. And um, yeah, as I say, I'm the head coach as far as that goes. And um, so when I say our, oh, that's, that's who I'm referring to, okay. my partner. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, it's good to have a partner in crime. That's good. And so, and so we were introduced by, um, by somebody who's, who's, who's one of your, been one of your um, coaches. Is that, is that how, you, how you describe it? But people talk about mentees, don't they? But I don't know, I've never heard coaches before. I don't know if I've made that up. Have I made that up? <laughs> I think you get a coachy. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good, yeah. good. We're on the right track. But yeah, but so one of your one of your one of your crew anyway. If someone really 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 helps. So how how do you how do you go about coaching people? So invariably, what what the, the process generally is is that students would sign up to do our mind power course, and those that want to take it further, um, and up at a level will stay within a coaching program with myself. Hmm. And that's where, um, that's how I got to, I got to you through one of our, our students. Mm. So she did both our programs. We've got two programs. She did them both and then opted to stay within the program and carry on with coaching. Cool, cool, cool. So, so what is Mind Power then? So Mind Power is a, a program, a system that we teach. Um, and how to just take control, because if we don't control our mind and our thoughts, our mind and thoughts are going to control us. So it's observation. What are, the, what are the thoughts that are going through your mind? What are you attracting because of those thoughts and how you can change 
that mindset, how you learn to take, how we teach you how to take control of the thoughts um, that you are thinking to, to create the life that you want, because we all have it within us, but we are by default set on the negative. And it's about teaching the, the 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 mind, the brain, which is a muscle. The same as going to gym. You go to gym every morning, you work out, you exercise to train that muscle. We have to train our our, our brain to think the way we want it to think. Okay, so I, I, I subscribe to a lot of what you're what you're talking about, and I definitely um, have benefited from uh, more intentional. Uh, living and uh, and t- taking that moment to kind of observe how I'm feeling and the thoughts that I'm having and whether they're whether they're helping me. But I was t- literally just an hour ago talking to talking to somebody about the fact that um, I was doing a podcast interview in, in an hour and uh, and etc. And um, and uh, oh, well, what's that about? That well, it's about it's about purposeful living. And um, and he said, "Well, you wouldn't want me on there then, because I just kind of take it day by day, and what what what, what happens happens, and all that kind of stuff." Well, what what do you say about that whole sort of concept of some people wanting to really control their thoughts and emotions and being tuned into that kind of stuff, and some people seemingly very very happy, but just not not really interested, not even bothered about what's going on with all this kind of intentionality stuff they're just happy living their life i mean is is that wrong is that good is that bad what's your view on that it's just different um i think there's so much of wrong and right going on at the moment with who's wrong and who's right but just coming to a space of accepting that we are all just different and we choose different journeys and different paths and for some it works for some they just happily carry on with their lives and watch what what happens in the day happens and they accept it and they move on. Um, for others, they're wanting more. They're wanting more. They, they, there's, a, there's a consciousness level that they want to tap into. And that is a continuous journey. And I suppose um, some people are interested in cars, some people are interested in property, and some people are interested in personal development. Mm. And, and, and that's their journey and their path that they, that they choose. Mm-hmm. And are there are there um, sort of certain characteristics of, of 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 people that perhaps make them more interested in personal development, which was that's not good, quite a good way of describing it, um, than, than others? Because you know you can talk to people um, from all levels of um, of of intellect, from from all types of careers, from all walks of life, and you'll find some people who are into personal development everywhere. And some people who aren't, you know, is there a is there a like a reason or a or a kind of a um, a trigger, I suppose, for people that gets them more interested in it? I don't think there's a there's a trigger. I think it's the um, the exposure, the exposure that that each of us have, and coming to different spaces in your life and realizing that you need help. A change needs to happen. What does that look like? So for me, um, I got divorced in 2012 and um, I was in a very privileged marriage. I had the beautiful home. I had the overseas holidays. My children were in private schools. But I just wasn't happy. And I could, I I noticed the the, the difference in um, emotional space 
that my ex-husband and I were in. And when I when I decided to leave the marriage, it, it was a it was a huge step because um, again, looking back, I attracted my biggest fear because I'd been thinking about leaving for a couple of years. But my biggest fear and the story that was going on in my mind was I won't be able to feed my children. If I leave, I won't be able to feed my children. And that was my fear. And um at the time I left and exactly that I wasn't able to feed my children. For a while, we never had a place to stay. My children would go to bed at night without food. And mind powers, mind powers introduced to me by my cousin. And I, was, I don't need this. This is the last thing I need. What I need at the moment is money. I need finances to buy food to, to, to feed my children. But what I didn't realize, David, at the time was that I needed emotional support. The money was going to help me feed my children, but to keep it together, to keep my emotions, my mental space intact, to be able to be the mother that I needed to be for my children is what I needed most. And that's what Mind Power gave me, was the the ability to observe what I was thinking, observe where I was going and knowing that I could make that difference. So I suppose it's the it's the space that each individual comes to and identifying the type of help that they need at the time. Yeah, yeah. Now that's a really really good point because and thank you for sharing your your, your story there because um because that does does draw it out, doesn't it? Because you can sometimes uh, feel quite happy uh, going through life uh, day day to day and um, and then all of a sudden, then then something will happen, and 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 it will begin to feel less comfortable, less enjoyable, and um, yeah, the, the, I suppose there's going to be a period of time we're going to wonder why why that is, and um, I suppose I suppose the thing about personal development, in a way that that, that I've noticed, is that it can become quite. Um, Almost quite addictive. You know, you get people who kind of who kind of go on all the courses and read all the books and all that kind of stuff, but then they don't necessarily then seem to be making any progress or or, or taking any steps forward. And um, so, I suppose you know, you can be in the personal development world um, and um, have all the knowledge, but but then I suppose it's a case of what you do with it, really. I suppose exactly that because. Um, we think that knowledge is power, but actually it's the applied knowledge that is power mm. because I could have gone on the course, gained the knowledge that I needed and just walked away from it and said, oh, I once upon a time did a mind power course, mm. but it's the application of what I did with it. And we have our we have our needs that need to be met. And sometimes people get caught up in the cycle of doing the courses, mm. reading the books, because it gives them a false sense of doing something. Mm. Mm. So while they can almost fool themselves into believe that they're doing something at least, at least I'm doing something with my life, but it's the application of what you're doing that is actually going to bring the transformation. Yeah, yeah. So in your in your scenario, then you um, you took that you took that leap, uh, and and you made that decision. What, what what practical things did did you do to enable you to kind of move from being in a situation where 
you and your kids, you know, no food on the table to, to, to where you are now? So the Mind Power course, going through the Mind Power course, we teach tools and techniques on what to do on a daily basis. And I was just diligent with that. Um, it's, it's, it's a programming system. We are all programmed and our program comes from childhood, from the media, from what our parents have said, from what our friends say. And it's all these expectations and these prescribed ways of being that people have of us. And it's all these masks that just get put one on top of the other. So you eventually develop a programming system. And what we teach is observing the thoughts around that programming system, but going within and identifying who you are. What is David's true programming? And I think coming to um, purpose is that that's why so many people feel they don't have a purpose because they actually don't know who they are because they've been prescribed by so many outside resources as to what they should be, who they should be, what they should be doing, how they should look, what they should be eating. And when we, when we can carve away all that and take away all the noise and just take time and observe ourselves, that's when you're able to find who you are. What is it that I want? We all know what we don't want. But it's about sitting down, being still, and actually just focusing on what it is that you want. What is your purpose? Because we all have a purpose for being here. Mm. And the, 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 the tools that we, that we take along the path with us, some choose self-development, some might choose exercise, physical, others, others choose education. It's those tools that we choose um, to, to, to support us on our journey. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what kind of questions then do you, do you encourage people to, to ask themselves then in those, in those quiet moments to kind of really unearth the truth? The big one is, what do I want? What do I want? And what is it that I want when I'm not being mother, when I'm not being coach, when I'm not being sister, when I'm not being daughter? But what is it that Yvette truly wants? So what is it that you want? How are you going to get it? And, and, and how committed? How committed are you? And how important are you going to make because we, we're so busy doing for others. And when it comes to others, it's a priority. But do we make ourselves that priority? Mm. So identifying, first of all, what it is that you want and what are the steps that you can take to get there? What is the support structure that, that you want to adopt to get there? Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned being diligent. What, what did you mean by that? Yes. So initially, when we start off in the course, it's a six-week course, and we give exercises to do for 30 minutes every day. Now, when they said 30 minutes, it's like, my day is already so packed. Where am I <laughs> going to find another 30 minutes? Yeah. But just to get through those six weeks, because, like I said, we are now training the muscle, the brain, the mind to think differently. So being diligent in those 30 minutes every day for six weeks. And then we teach 
how to make mind power a daily practice and become part of your lifestyle. So you want mind power to fit in with you. You don't want to have to fit in with the program because doing it that way, it's not sustainable. Mm. So what is the sustainable process that you can, that it becomes part of your lifestyle? Mm. And um, to this day, it's 11 years later, besides the fact that I do it with all our students, when we are not, not running courses, when I'm feeling off and I'm feeling a little bit grumpy and out of sorts, I know it's because I haven't done my mind power and I'm allowing the outside world to control what's going on in the inside. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and I can relate to that as well because I've been um, I've been doing some sort of daily, um, uh, yeah, mind work, visioning, that kind of thing, uh, and uh, and yeah, because of the because of the last uh, week or so. Uh, been moving house and and various other things like that. It's just been, yeah. It, I've, I've I've not I've not done it, and I'm, maybe I do feel the difference. Actually, maybe I do feel a little bit less focused. Maybe a little bit less connected with kind of, you know, how I feel about stuff. It also could be, I suppose, the fact that I'm actually going through a life change. You know, none of us are immune, are we? You know, I, I'm actually moving house, which is a change in circumstances. So, uh, yeah. And it's a big step. Mm. And I think just honoring ourselves in whatever space we are in. Um, a lot of times I find um, our, our, our students that are in the coaching program say, well, I haven't done mind power for two weeks now. And, and they get so hard on themselves. But it's just about honoring the space that you are in at any time, because it is up and down. And when it's up and down, that's a good thing because up and down on a heart monitor shows that there's life and things are happening. Okay. It's when it stagnates that there's a problem. Right. That's a really good way of looking at it. So so up and down is good. So embrace the the the, the ebb and the flow. We need the ebb and the flow to grow. Mm -hmm. My mum asked me a really good question the other day. She um she 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 was well, she was she was asking um she asked a, few, a couple, couple of different questions, but she was uh, talking about uh, from the point of view of um when you're when you're when you're going after something and you're you're, you're pursuing a, a goal, um you know. She, she was almost sort of, I can't remember the exact words she used, but she was almost saying, so how much is enough? How, mu how much is, um, um, you know, if you, if you make yourself so busy and because you're so focused on, um, you know, li living, living the sort of life that you think you should be living and all that kind of stuff, do you actually have the time then to actually just enjoy the life that you're living as well, you know, and how important... How important is that? I mean, is there anything in, in the work that you do to help people to kind of get that balance right? Absolutely. So um, I have uh, six areas of, of life mastery that, that we divide up. And um, I do a, a, um, an analysis with our students, um, which we also do on one of our courses, um, as to where they are in each area of their life. And that gives them the clarity to identify and say, actually, when I look at this, because we are visual, we know when it's all up here, it feels like such a shambles. I always say when it's all in the mind, it's like a washing machine that just keeps going. Sometimes we need to switch it off, open the door and sort the mm. laundry mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sort and put it into, into its different colors. Mm. So when you can look at your wheel of life and identify where you are, it gives clarity to the areas that need work. Now, these six areas, 
some people become quite overwhelmed because I need to work on all six prioritize and create that balance about um I think we also focused on the destiny the destination that's where I want to be that's what I want to have that's where I want to get to that we lose focus of the road and the path and the journey to get there mm-hmm. what does that look like mm-hmm. because it's it's having fun it's enjoying the road trip it's enjoying the trip to get there so um and again we always worrying about the next thing just to be present in the moment where you are at now and to know that each day little baby steps are going to get you there so half an hour a day focusing on the right the right things um what what is, what does that lead to what 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 happens as a result of putting that diligent daily effort in so for me my routine um just to chunk it down a little bit for for those that for for our listeners that haven't necessarily done the course but but need a starting point number 1 gratitude it is so so important every day i write in my journal 10 things that i'm grateful for and again it it it, it was something new because oh, i'm so grateful for the sun that's shining today and i'm so grateful for my children and they but why why are we truly truly grateful so write that down i'm extremely grateful for the sunshine today because it makes me feel good a sunshine vitamin d when you give a reason you really start feeling it and that's what we need to be that's the space we need to be in is feeling these feelings not just thinking that thinking them because we are also caught in our head space and moving from the head space to the heart space just to feel what it feels like so i'm grateful in south africa every day when we wake up and we have electricity i am extremely grateful <laughs> because of our load shedding and so much of our day we don't have electricity okay. so why am i grateful for that so 10 10 things every day on 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 gratitude um some days you're going to you're going to repeat and duplicate a lot because you're training you're training the muscle to think about different things um and then number 2 just being still just being still for 5 minutes couple of deep breaths being still and just visualizing the life that you want for yourself but more than seeing it what would it feel like what would it feel like to be financially free and be able to travel the world if that's what you would that's what you want to do what would it be to have abundant health what would it be to to be able to make a difference go out every day and make a difference and actually just feel that so um those two very important and then the third one that i would advise is just to observe your thoughts take some time set an alarm two or three times during the day and just stop and ask yourself what was i just thinking what was the thought that i was actually just having actually for the last half an hour i've been so consumed by my car that needs to go in for repairs and what happens if i don't have the finances to pay for it and once you start becoming aware of what you're thinking again you start gaining clarity of where you are at 
gosh, I think I think a lot of rubbish. <laughs> I think about stuff that I have no control over. Mm-hmm. And the more we observe, the more we can ask the questions. And all of a sudden you realize by doing the unpacking and the sorting, doesn't matter how much I worry about my car, it needs to be fixed. Mm. So observation, gratitude, and stillness. Okay, cool. And, and, and if you um, do this, say, for, for a few days and you find yourself in a pattern of, say, perhaps your uh, your thoughts, you could, if you find yourself often sort of complaining about, about things or, or worrying about things or whatever it might be, um, uh, what, what, what can you do with that information once you've kind of realised that? So a lot of the time, it's just, you know, do you have children, David? I do, yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, you, sometimes they see that you're working too hard and they want atten- attention. Yeah. Then they take a, a black marker and go and write on your white wall. <laughs> yeah. Just to get your attention mm. to let you know that they're there. Mm. And, and that is what our, our mind does, our conscious mind, is, is that it just wants our attention. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, when you give it the attention and you observe the thoughts, Oh, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Already by just observing it and creating an awareness, you quieten it. Yeah. It takes a step back. But if you can find a pattern, um, oh, I see that I, I notice that I complain about my weight a lot. Mm. What can I do differently? So now instead of complaining about the weight, what can I, how can I replace that thought with loving my body? Mm. Oh, I complain about my relationship with my mom quite a bit. Mm. How can I change that? How can I shift that and start seeing the blessing that she is? I complain about my boss a lot. How can I shift that focus and focus on what he does do and the value that he brings to my life? So it's about changing the thought. What can you replace that thought with? That's great. So actually take that potentially, if you can if you can find become become aware, make the observation, find the flip so you can so you can flip it. And then potentially that could then form part of your gratitude for for the next time you you sit down and have Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and when you get into new programming of doing that, you will notice you will get to a stage where you won't see the negative anymore. You won't see the stuff that your boss is doing to irritate you or your wife or your mother or your or, or your brother or who whoever. You automatically are in a space of gratitude mm. and blessing, and you observe differently. So you start seeing things differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's super cool because I guess um, all of these things uh, that, that that go around in your head, um, they 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 pop up. They're, they're I suppose they're subconscious, and then they become conscious of you. You know, if, if, if a if you need them, and b if you kind of focus on them, um, and I guess that's kind of how you can uh, begin to filter, adapt, change, and and evolve um, that thought process. Um, something else that you mentioned a couple of times, use the word attract. 
So I've, I've heard about, you know, the law of attraction. Um, and I, um, I do actually believe that if you can focus on the things that you would love to happen, it's more likely that they are going to happen. I definitely believe that. Is there anything in your your practice that 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 can help people to kind of find a way to 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 do that and then actually to to to, to bring those good things about? When you can identify what it is that you want, and you can start putting that into practice and thinking about that. So, um, I'd really like to move into my dream home. Be realistic about it. What does it look like? Am I able to move into my dream home in a week's time? Likelihood, not. Can I move into my dream home in a year's time? Most probably. So what are the thoughts that I'm thinking to attract that home? Um, creating a vision board is, is, is a beautiful way of, of reminding the mind, reminding what, what you want, what are the, the, the goals that you want. Um, and being aware that our subconscious mind doesn't actually know the difference between what is real and what isn't. So if I sit now, we close our eyes and we imagine ourselves being on a beautiful beach in, in Bali and beautiful sunshine and our minds believe that we are there. You are then creating a different frequency, a different vibrational frequency for yourself. So when you can be aware of what it is that you want, start focusing on those thoughts, what it looks like, imprint those pictures, that vision, visualize it in your mind. You start vibrating at a different frequency. And when you start vibrating at a different frequency, you're going to attract that that you want. Robin uses a beautiful analogy about a radio station. So in Johannesburg, we've got 94.7, which is our most popular radio station. We know that when we put the radio onto 94.7 and we tune into 94.7, we are going to get the presenters from 94.7. The same as your listeners. They know when they tune into your podcast, they are going to get you with a guest speaker. So if I tune into the frequency of worry, um, depression, anxiety, fear, that's exactly what I'm going to get because I'm tuning into that frequency. If I tune into happiness, success, achievement, that's what I'm going to attract back to me. And how long does it take for, for, for that to work? Because again, I've got there, there, there are some friends of mine who are quite skeptical about all of this, um, and um, they won't they, they, they won't listen to me. <laughs> so maybe they will listen to you. So, so how, how would you how how would how would you convince a kind of a? I mean, I suppose in a way it's a bit of a silly question because you you, you probably wouldn't want to convince anybody because people need to believe it for it. I'm kind of answering my own question, but how 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 would you kind of encourage people to take a plunge and and give it a go and see what kind of a, an impact it could have on their lives? Well, for me, I'm like, what have you got to lose? Mm -hmm. You've got nothing to lose. If you, if you're in a really bad space, can things get any worse? So you've got nothing to lose to try. Some of our students see changes within the first week. Others take a little bit longer, again, because it comes down to belief. And there are so many different mechanics involved because it's a belief system. 
so I can I can see what it is that I want and I can know what it is that I want, but the blockage could be is do I deserve it? And as long as you question whether you deserve it or not, it's going to block the flow. Mm. So 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 where where is it that you are at? It's about purpose, loving yourself, and trusting and having faith because. I can visualize having this big, beautiful dream home. Then I need to trust and have faith that it, if it is meant for me, it will come. But if it's not meant for me, that there's a bigger, better, higher purpose for that. But the minute we don't get what we want, it's, you see, the system doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about accepting. It's about doing the work taking action, creating what it is that you want in thought, word, and action, mm. taking the necessary steps, but trusting the process that whatever the outcome is, is the best outcome for you. Mm-hmm. And what about those those people that um, they will um, – it's, it's, you, get, you get some people that seem to have this thing with – take the example of money. right? So they, 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 they want they – want, they don't necessarily want to be like millionaires or billionaires or whatever, but they want they want to be comfortable. And then they make a bit of progress and they earn a bit of money. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something happens, like the car breaks down or or or, or a bill comes in they weren't expecting, or you know, something breaks, you know, and, and needs to be fixed, you know. So so the, the one step forward, one step, maybe two steps back, you know, that, that happens to people quite a lot. And how do people kind of work through that? I mean, well, one, what causes it? And two, how do people work through it? So the cause, I think, I would suspect, is the, the belief system. So the belief system could be, this is my life, one step forward and two back. So you take the step forward, but the subconscious is already worrying about the two steps that are coming that you're going to have to take backwards. Mm. So again, attracting that, attracting the two steps that you're going backwards mm. and, and, and changing the programming because that's most probably come from a lifetime of experience. So how do you change the program to know that there are no, no more backward steps for me? I continue to go forward because I deserve this. I deserve to continue in moving forward. Mm. Again, trusting the process that if the two steps backward do come, that they are happening for you and not to you. Mm-hmm. They are happening. They, they they are happening to support the process. And and I think when we when we put everything together, David, it's about we cannot control um, what's going to happen, but we can control our reaction to it. And once we start observing our reaction to different incidences and experiences, knowing that you have the control over that, you are then also tapping into a different vibrational frequency. Mm. You are changing the programming. You are changing your frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose that new programming then gets tested when you um, when you – when you, when you when you come into a challenging time, so have, have, have you been through a, a challenging time in the last twelve months or so, where, for example, that's been tested, and and how 
how have you navigated your path through that with the knowledge that you've got? So I always say to our students, the universe, the minute you decide you want something and you're going to go for it, the universe is going to test you to see if what you say you want, you really want. So for me, coming out of my divorce, um, doing my mind power, really just getting my life back together, um, when I got to a space where I was financially independent and I could look after my children, I didn't need anybody's help or support, was just such a huge achievement for me. And for about three or four years, it was just like this was the greatest thing. I didn't have to ask anybody for a loaf of bread. I could feed my children and it just, I felt so free. And then in 2019, my dad passed away. And after a long illness, um, my brother was thinking of buying a property for my mom and my dad to live with him. Anyway, my dad passed away and he still wanted to get a property where my mom could live with him. Long story short, I mortgaged the property for them and COVID hit and my brother's business just went downhill. And I've had to 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 make the, the commitment to the bank for the, the mortgage because it's in my name, which has brought a whole other load of financial mm. stress. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, where does this come from? Mm. Where does this come from? And I got myself in a complete rut and almost a downward spiral for nearly six months. Mm. I just felt like I could, and I had all the tools. But this belief system of exactly what you say, you see, this is it. You are not worthy of the financial independence. You're a failure. You can't hold on to it. You actually don't know what, what you're speaking about. You're a fake. You're a fraud coaching people and, and, and showing them the way, guiding them, advising them. And it took, I had to go back to basics. Observe your thoughts. I was shocked. I was completely shocked. So speaking about the, the different um, areas of life mastery earlier on, my relationship, my career, my spirituality, my personal development, all that was completely on track. But my finances, and sometimes we lose sight because we allow that one area to cause all the mess. Mm. And while I was thinking, but I, I feel happy. I'm happy in my relationship. I'm happy with my children. Everybody's in a good space. I'm loving where I'm going to. But there was this nagging of the finances just pulling me down. So observation. Observation. And even though I've been doing it for 11 years, going back to the drawing board, going back to basics and just taking a pen and paper and writing down what is it that I was thinking. And as I said, I was shocked by my thoughts around my finances and I felt exactly that. I felt like I'd gone four or five years backwards, which brings me back to the ebb and the flow. So we are always learning and it's about embracing the experiences to continue to learn from them. Yeah, and I guess um, when, you, when, you, um, when, when, you, when you navigate your way through life, you're uh, potentially um, well, I'm, I'm a different person to the person I was five years ago. And so 
you, you might think you fix something. So relationships, for example, you might think you fix relationships, uh, but then you know three or four years down the road, because you're because you've evolved as a person and your circumstances have changed, um, some of the some of the challenges might look very similar, but actually the circumstances are very very different. So it's a new stretch. I suppose it's the same in business as well, you know. And um, I, I'm interested in how this kind of practice can be applied to the business world. Uh, because one thing that I see in business at the moment, especially, well, with the way the economy is on the back of what we've been through the last few years, in the same way that people as individuals have, have, have been through it, um, so have businesses. And so for business owners and leaders right now, there's um, there are big challenges um, and, and being, uh, you know, it, Managing your mental and emotional state, I see, is one of the biggest single things in business for for leaders to get to get right. Um, what's what's your view on 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 business um, and how these kind of practices can can work? Um, yeah, pragmatically for business leaders and owners. Um, I agree with you one hundred percent. It's the mental state and the mindset of the of the business leaders. Um, I think also just for everybody to take responsibility because we walk into our job spaces and we don't take responsibility. It's up to the owner. It's up to my supervisor. It's up to my manager. It's up to the director. It's up to them to make this business work so that they've got money to pay me. But what is the responsibility that I am taking in that workspace? And the corporate world is also just, it's such a huge passion for me because especially in South Africa, going through all the challenges that we're going through, I'm saying if we can at a global, if not just South Africa, but at a global level, start shifting consciousness when everybody starts vibrating at, at, at a higher consciousness level, we all together start attracting different things. Mm. You're going to, it, it, it has to, when you're all on the same page around mindset, what it is that you want, um, being, being aware of the vision, what is the company's vision? Let's all work towards that. What does it look like as a whole? But what is it? What is the part that I'm playing as an individual? We are going to see better bottom lines. We are going to see happier people in work, in, in workplaces. And it's all going to start as, as, as organizations. If we can start, um, spreading that energy, that's where we're going to start making huge chunks of differences. Mm -hmm. And so, do you do kind of uh, like mind power programs for for business for, for leadership teams, for example? We do. Oh, you do. We okay. Do. Wow. 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 How, how how does that work? So, um, we would go into an organisation. Um, we have two programs when it comes to to uh, the business world, to the corporate world. Um, we would take from middle management and up. To, to executives through a to, through the the proper mind power course, and then from um, sort of junior down, we have a a program called Victim to Victor, and it's about shifting that mindset from being the victim to the victor. Again, just creating that basic foundation to get get everybody on the same page. So, yeah, then we would go in, we would do it over two days, 
two full day workshops instead of the six weeks, because we know getting executives to carve out two or three hours once a week is so go into a two day workshop and then we will give them follow up supportive webinars. Fantastic. It's, yeah. it's just amazing to see how corporates have shifted. Yeah. You know, when we've been in and, and worked with them, and at the end of the day, um, I don't know if if you if you, you I'm sure you must read, but uh, Robin Sharma's book, A Leader with No Title, mm. incredible book, mm. incredible book. Just again to make each one of us aware that it's not about the title that we carry, mm. it's not about the CEO or the MD. We are all leaders, mm. and we can all be leaders. Yeah, yeah. Responsibility, taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, what what the world needs now, probably more than anything, is 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 for people to step up and to take on that leadership role. And um, yeah, uh, you, you can you can express your views about the way that. Uh, you know, for example, politicians or whatever might be doing things, uh, but um, which is okay, fine. You're entitled to express your opinion, but um, but yeah, if you can if you can pick up and 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 do something to to role model the way in your own sphere of influence, then then I think that's what we need. We need people to do definitely. Uh, you know, in all in all walks of life. I guess um, absolutely. Yeah, go on. And I think going back to what we were speaking about in the beginning about um, those that do and those that don't. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. Mm. And, and, and if we have those that do know that step up into those spaces, we can guide and lead and show those that don't know. Mm-hmm. But if we're not stepping up into that space, our, we ourselves don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so, interesting, isn't it? Because you've you got to step into that new level to kind of get that experience to sort of test yourself, I suppose, a little bit, but also to to demonstrate to yourself that actually you can do it. And I suppose that, in a way, that builds that. If, if we if we talk about those those beliefs that don't don't serve you, uh, that kind of trundle around inside your mind, um, if you, unless you kind of you're aware of it, actually, if you can do things, and if we can as leaders can encourage the people that we're leading to do things that, 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 that give them the evidence, if you like, that they are able to, to do things. They are able to have a positive influence on the way the company's going or whatever it might be. And then that, that can be really, really empowering. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we're all sitting back waiting for the next person to take the step so that we can follow. Yeah. And exactly what you say is that we need more leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, this podcast is all about trying to trying to create that level of consciousness. So I'm I'm, I'm really really grateful to you for this conversation because because um, it's helping to remind me actually of, of part of the reason why I started this podcast in a way because you know people with purpose make a difference. That was the sort of thing that kept trotting around in in, in my head um, and um, and yeah and, and feeling empowered in whatever sphere of of life it is. That, that you operate in to be able to kind of um, you know, make a positive change, to, to 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 take a step forward, and to to put your hand up if you if you see something that you don't 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 think is right, or, or, then then that that's that's what we all need to, to be to be doing. I, I one question that I had for you about taking mind power into businesses was, um, how does it? I, I suppose you, you potentially get into fairly um, personal. 
um, thought processes of the individuals concerned, and they might be talking about their own beliefs. Do you find people are quite open, or do you find people take a while to open up in, the, in that, that kind of scenario? Again, it depends on, on the individual, mm. um, but uh, we do find your, your, your top executives do tend to be a little bit more conservative mm. about setting into that space. Like you mentioned, some of your friends earlier on being skeptical. Mm. Uh, because they are in positions of, of, um, of leadership and, and high positions, there's almost a, a sense of quite a bit of success already. So they, well, I am successful. Um, why do I need this? Mm. Why do I need mind power? But again, going back to those areas, to those spheres of, de of development, because how often do we hear about the CEO who's taken this company, turned it around, but he never sees his wife and his children? Mm. His health is. So it's about getting a holistic view on what that success actually looks looks like and and creating those safe spaces for them to say actually there's more to me i'm not only a ceo i'm a husband i'm a father i i have other interests so um yeah working with them again observation observation and awareness is mm -hmm. key mm -hmm. And again, they often don't realize that they're even slipping into these spaces because we get so caught in our routine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and being given that, that time, almost taking that permission, if you like, to sort of um, put, 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 put a bit of time investment into yourself as, as, as an individual is, uh, is, is so crucial. And I think... Um, yeah, when 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 I run uh, when I run sort of strategy sessions um, in in my, in my business, there, there's often a personal element in there because, um, so we might do a uh, a piece of work on values, or we might do like a, like a hot seat type thing, or or, or something to build out on um, on on a, on sort of personal competences and do something practical, something like that. Because um, you know, again, it, this is about. Um, yeah, maybe putting the strategy for the business together and having a clear plan for the business. But actually, it's also about building a team and aligning a team, you know. And um, and in order to have um, a, a, a team that, that that works well, the individuals in that team need to have had that personal um, care, yes. that personal time to reflect, so they can you know bring their whole selves to the discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, knowing what it is that you want, knowing it, knowing what it is, getting clarity on the way forward, clarity on what do we want as a company, what do I want in those spaces. Some some people realize actually this is not the position for me. And I feel like I'm just struggling uphill all the time. Mm. But I think the biggest thing, David, in, in, in all these areas is just who, who are you being? What is it that you want and that you are doing that you're in alignment with your program system? Because we are constantly trying to walk in somebody else's shoes. I do a talk during our Mind Power course about um, being your own puzzle piece. I mean, if you can imagine doing a puzzle, a thousand piece puzzle, and you get to the end of the puzzle and there's a piece missing, it's incomplete. It's going to be incomplete. And as, as, a planet as a globe, we are all part of the puzzle. 
but we are trying to be somebody else's peace. I say, can you imagine tomorrow morning when you get up and get dressed for work and you put on your wife's high heel shoes? It's going to be such an uncomfortable day for you mm-hmm. trying to get through the day in these high heel shoes. So why are we constantly trying to walk in the shoes of others? Mm-hmm. Just know that you are good enough, put on your own pair of shoes and walk your own path because we are constantly striving. We are constantly trying to be like the next person, do what the next person. And I think that's why there's so much disease, illness, mental mental health, um, because we are not in alignment with who we truly are and what our program system wants. Mm. That's, um, yeah, that's an interesting thought, actually, because... Um... Yeah. When, again, when I look at leadership right now, I'm thinking actually what people need to see is authenticity and people need to see um, not just leaders, but but organisations really being who they say they are, you know? And um, yeah, and, and I guess if you're, if you're living your life as an individual and uh, yeah, um, Putting on, putting on a mask, putting on a pair of high heeled shoes with whatever it is uh, that they don't fit. You're going to be putting yourself under stress, aren't you? You're right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think we have this, this preconceived, again, prescribed idea that in order to live your purpose and make a difference, we need to be a Mother Teresa. We need to be a Gandhi. We need to be a Nelson Mandela. But to realize that your purpose is it's there, you need to just know what it is. And that will you be able to live it in one lifetime? Most probably not. But what accountability are you taking on a daily basis to make sure that you're living in mission and living your purpose? So my mission statement, my purpose statement is I radiate light, empowering a world of unconditional love and self-acceptance. It holds me accountable because when I get in my car in the morning and I'm on my way to the office and I'm late and I'm like, get off the road, get off the road. I'm like, is this you radiating light? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. When I'm on the phone or I'm rushing into the shop to pick up something for dinner and I get home and I realize that I didn't even make eye contact with the cashier Mm. or the lady that was packing my bags. Is this how you radiate your light? So... The purpose is there, and it's just tiny little steps with the people in your space. As I say, it doesn't have to be as big as the Gandhis and the Mother Teresas and the Nelson Mandelas. Mm-hmm. It's what are you doing in your space daily to make a difference? Yeah, brilliant. Well, but that's a, that's a great. I think note to to conclude our conversation on. I don't think we could necessarily summarise it any better. That's fantastic. Um, so thank you very much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to to join and 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 I know that our listeners will really really love this this conversation because there's been some great little nuggets, but also some really good reminders of the fact that you know we do um, have a decision to make in each day. You know we can to decide to take responsibility and taking that moment. Or those those five or ten or how many minutes you can spare each day to kind of really kind of reconnect with yourself and your why and be thankful and and all of that they're, they're really really powerful reminders. So so thank you very much for coming on. Um, how can people find out more about you and and, and your work and uh, Mind Power? 
So um, I'm just Yvette Wern on, on LinkedIn, Instagram and on Facebook. And um, we have, we, we update, I update there if we're running courses or having workshops. I'll, I'll keep those platforms updated with, with further information. Fantastic. Thank you so much, David. It has been an honor and a blessing sharing the space. Thank you for having me. And um, I do hope that the listeners gain some value and like you say, some, some gentle reminders. Yeah, brilliant. Been lovely. Thank you ever so much. Thank you, David. Take care. Lots of love. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.